welcome to the Animal Rescue Podcast, which you always wanted to know but didn't know who to ask. We will be talking with different people throughout the animal rescue world, finding answers to the questions you've been wondering. (laughs) Okay, so Sarah, thank you so, so much for being on the Animal Rescue Podcast. I am especially excited about this because in the fall, I went through a lot of chaos with my dogs and my pack, and it was just, it was kind of a hot mess. And I know a lot of it had to do with my own energy, and I didn't know kind of how to fix it. Um, So I was really excited to come see you and have Reiki done on me and my husband, and then on some of my dogs. Yeah, that was super fun. (laughs) Yes. And it's funny because my husband was super skeptical and then he had it done and was like, well, there's something to this. Mm -hmm. There's something to this. So do you, let's start with talking about what Reiki is. Sure. Yeah. So Reiki is, it's, it originated in Japan So it is a Japanese practice, a healing modality. And the word Reiki actually means universal light. And what I'm doing during the session, well, for one, I am clairvoyant. And so I'm using my, you know, skills of clairvoyancy of of hearing things and feeling things and seeing things. Um, I'm using that skill on top of channeling universal energy into the chakras in my hands. To, sh- to heal the light centers within you. So basically what it is, is that each chakra, everyone has chakras and it's a light center that's spinning at a certain frequency. And so what I'm using with my hand chakras is I'm balancing out if, there, if anything's kind of off, I can balance it back out with my, my the energy in my hands. Um, but then also at the same time, I'm feeling emotions. I'm seeing a story. A lot of times during Reiki, I actually see what happened that caused that imbalance. And so then I share it with the client. And um, so Reiki can be done for humans, obviously, but then it can be done for pets (laughs) because they, you know, pets are the ultimate empaths, especially dogs. Um, You know, dogs, they, when I think of a a dog, it's like unconditional love. It's just rainbows, unconditional love. And, um, and so of course they're wanting to absorb any trauma or pain that you have, but the problem with some dogs is that they hold it. And so, and so it's important for dogs to get Reiki too, that way they can release any kind of emotional uh, baggage or trauma that's trapped inside of them too. So how does Reiki work for dogs? Because I know some people have talked about like Reiki being uh, more of a meditative, a guided meditation experience. Um, And I know yours is different. You do more of just kind of a silent scan. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Each Reiki practitioner is created differently. It kind of depends on how you were trained. I was trained in UC Reiki, which is where you actually use the Japanese symbols and things like that. But each Reiki practitioner is different. Some Reiki practitioners touch you. 
I don't touch you because I feel like there's a certain gap that I have to have in between my, my chakra and my hand to your chakra. So I don't touch you. I just work with that energy, that space. Um, and so basically how it works for dogs is that there is, a, you know, and for humans too, I do a scan. And so I scan you from the root up and I can kind of see your story. So um, I just, I basically just wait until my guides tell me the information I need to know to heal you. And so we just start from the root. And so if your root is um, feeling scared, I'll be able to feel that. And I can kind of sense where, where or why it's scared. And then, you know, we just go up through each chakra. If there's a cloudiness in the third eye or in the crown, I'll be able to tell that. So everyone's so different. Each Reiki um, experience with me is so completely different. I don't even know what to expect when I get started. <laughs> and it's the same for humans or pets, you know, um, even like your dogs, they had a different story. Each one of them had a different story. And I learned that during their scan. And then I then made a game plan on how to help remediate some of those imbalances. And then that's when I start the actual Reiki. That's, it's so interesting how that all works. And then yeah. especially, I mean, seeing it. So on Minerva, the one dog who actually was willing to accept it. Yes. Um, she she is normally very skittish around new people and just the change that I saw in the middle of the session and then kind of the confidence that I've seen in her since yeah. is amazing. I mean, that alone is enough to, it should be enough to make anyone look at that and go, okay, there's right. something to this. I mean, and even all these dog trainers talk about how your energy has to be balanced in order for you to be able to start working with your dog. Um, oh, yeah. and, and so, I mean, this was the biggest thing that helped me because I feel like by having my own Reiki scan done and going through that and recognizing where I need to kind of shift my focus Mm -hmm. that has had such a huge impact on working with my dogs and, um, you know, having a better response with them and a better connection with them. It's, it's oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing what can happen when two individuals are clear. Yes. <laughs> and, and so, you know, even when it comes to a relationship, friendship, whatever, when two people are clear and, and free of any kind of emotional baggage, you can get so much more done. Yes. <laughs> and so it's the same with you, even training your, your dog. Um, you know, you had to be clear first and feel balanced, restored, grounded before you could help your, your dog. Um, and so, yes, I think the trainer must come first in their clearing, but then it's important, you know, a, a dog wants to heal you, you know, that, and so when a dog is too preoccupied with wanting to balance you out, then they forget about their own things. And so I'm sure even your dog saw a shift within you after the Reiki and then, yeah. and then probably did feel more relaxed on, okay, she's okay. I don't need to take care of her anymore. So I can now receive my own healing. Yes, absolutely. That is definitely what I've seen. I mean, just their own confidence has changed by my energy shifting and developing my own confidence and working with them. Oh yeah. Yeah. For, it, it, I mean, it's really amazing how it all yeah. works out, but then even, you know, that particular uh, dog that we worked with, um, you know, she, 
she had her own stuff going on as we discovered. And yeah. so um, I'm so glad, you know, y'all's story, even though some similarities were going on with your energy, y'all had two completely different stories on what caused that. Yeah. And so I'm just so glad that the Reiki was able to release that trauma and release, you know, uh, those emotions that way there could be a balance. And then now y'all can work together so much better. Yeah, so it's really amazing. It is. It really is. So let's talk about what else you can do for, to help balance uh, the dog's energy, the, the trainer's energy. Um, I know one thing we had talked about was plant medicine. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. CBD. Mm-hmm. What, what recommendations or what thoughts do you have on that? Well, I always use hemp or CBD as an additive. Um, so of course I try to, you know, to remediate uh, everyone's energy with Reiki first, <laughs> you know, yes. that's step number one. Right. And then also other things too, like, you know, like we even talked about salting your house, like clearing the energy like that. Um, but then the CBD and hemp come in handy when you're having trouble really grounding someone's energy. So if you've got someone who constantly kind of reverts back to paranoia or reverts back to that old trauma, the CBD is really great about helping ground someone's energy or a pet's energy. That way that that falling back doesn't happen as often. And so, yeah, plant medicine is great. It's just an an additional uh, thing that I love using when someone has a hard time maintaining a new energy, the CBD can help, um, help not have that person fall back as much. Okay. Interesting. Do you have recommendations? So CBD, because it's so new is it's kind of hard to figure out what is good, what is not. And then especially, I mean, I've even tried to do some research on CBD for pets and you look at one thing and it says, yes, this is good for pets. But then another one says, no, you absolutely shouldn't. Yeah. Well, it's because, yeah, even with essential oils, there's some essential oils that you just cannot diffuse around pets. You know, Mm -hmm. some of it are, it's just toxic and dangerous. And so um, what I look for in CBD or hemp is, you know, whether, whether of course there are some differences. So you have full spectrum hemp and then you have CBD. So full spectrum hemp is the whole hemp plant and CBD is just one part of it. And they both are great. Um, But the, the real thing is, is is what is it carried in? What oil is it carried in? Sometimes that's where you have the issue. Even humans have um, ab reactions to to the oils that it's carried in. So like MCT oil, sometimes it's not good for everyone. And then also it makes it to where absorbing the actual plant is very hard when you have it mixed in that oil. So it's really uh, important to find a CBD or a hemp line that's maybe not mixed with a carrier oil that gives you a hard time absorbing the actual plant. So I always look for water solubility, um, you know, those kinds of things uh, where it's processed more in alcohol, that way it absorbs straight into our bloodstream. Yeah. (laughs) Now, of course, some people have an issue with the alcohol, but it really does make it better to where it absorbs actually into your body. You're not just taking it and then expelling it in urine. You're actually absorbing it into your bloodstream. And so, yeah, if the animal is getting a high dose, 
of CBD and the MCT oil or, or the coconut oil, whatever it's mixed in, isn't causing an ab reaction, it can work really great. But yeah, you just have to do your research and you have to really know what product you're buying because there's so many different kinds out there now. And so, um, so yeah, you just have to be a knowledgeable consumer at this point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so someone had said something about, so I know CBD is, there may be trace amounts of THC in it. Right. That's the full spectrum hemp. Yes. Okay. The full spectrum hemp will have the whole plant, which does have the trace amounts of THC. Now, of course, there's so many regulations now that, that typically the, um, the, I forget what it's called. It's like the Farm Bureau or whoever is in charge of yeah. you know plants, <laughs> the FFA or something. <laughs> I forget what it's called. But um, but you know if you grow a crop of hemp and it has more than 0.03, then they'll burn your whole crop. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. And so it's pretty regulated now. You okay. really can't, yeah, you really can't goof up too much in getting hemp that's already been bottled that has to, that has over the federal limit in it. But yes, the full spectrum hemp will have trace amounts of THC in it. Now, of course, I consider that the magic, but, <laughs> but like I said, you know, you can get a lot of benefit too with just the isolate, just the CBD isolate, which isn't the whole plant, but it does have its own uh, benefits to it. Okay. And now are trace amounts of THC okay for dogs? I've seen it be okay. I actually think that it's part of the grounding process when they have that kind of, when they get scattered or when they have paranoia. THC is what grounds them. And it's funny because, you know, everyone, they correlate THC with getting high. Yeah. Well, actually for, for dogs and, and humans, the THC is actually the grounding energetic component. Okay. <laughs> it helps them ground and get more relaxed and stable. Now, of course, hemp is a much more stable plant than marijuana. Um, and so I always suggest hemp, you know, for for animals um, or pets, you know, things like that. Marijuana might not be the most stable thing for an animal. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend that. No. <laughs> but hemp, hemp seems safe. Hemp seems like a safe um, alternative. Okay. Good to know. Cause yes, I've definitely, I've heard both things. So good to yeah. know. What, what do you, okay. So I know a lot of people think about Reiki and they're like, Ooh, that's, that's kind of, that's a little woo. -woo that's a little out there for me. Yes. What do you, what sorts of things do you say to people like that who either do not believe in it or are maybe on the fence? Like, how do you talk to them about Reiki and the benefits Right. Well, you know, basically I try to always put it in an energetic sense that we are energy beings and that Reiki is how we can be doctors to our energetic life form. And so it's just like a doctor going in there and being like, oh, you have, for example, a skin tag. We need to cut that off, you know, because it's causing something, you know, uh, something bad to happen to you. It's the same with that. I look, I can actually see your energy because I have that clairvoyant factor to myself. And then I'm able to remediate any kind of um, anything that I see with that. Now, um, it's, you know, that's the thing. You do have to kind of be in a different world um, to yeah. be totally accepting of what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like your husband said, like after he got it done, he felt a shift. Yeah. And he was like, okay. 
I don't know what she did, but something <laughs> <Yes>. happened. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And yeah, and to me, you know, what I see is I'm moving around energy and I'm shifting things and I'm making, um, you know, your energy more balanced and spin at a certain frequency and, you know, just things like that. And so, um, you know, it's it's kind of hard to explain, but for, for someone who, who, you just have to be open-minded to energy in order yeah. to comprehend what I'm doing. Yeah. And so, um, so, you know, physics is a great place to start if you're interested yes. in that. <laughs> yes. You know, physics is a great place to start um, as if you want to conceptualize more of what I'm doing and what Reiki is. Yeah. And that's, that's one thing that I've actually talked about my, or talked about with my husband is, you know, in physics, I think it's physics, science in general, Yeah, <laughs> talk about how energy is something it can't be created nor destroyed. It's something that is always out there. So right. no matter what is happening in the universe, all of this energy, it's there. I mean, we are part of that energy. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know, that's all I'm doing is just moving around energy. That way you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, if you, so if you've got some energy that's stuck in you, then my job is to release it, get it out, give it to either God or mother earth. And there, there you go. You're a clear being now. Yes. <laughs> so, so I make it sound very simple, but there is like a process to it. And there is a lot of shifting and moving around that happens. Yeah. How um, often do you recommend people have Reiki sessions? You know, I know a lot of practitioners out there are like, you need to come once a month or even with readings, you know, people are like, um, you know, how often should I do this? I've had, you know, tarot readers say you should do this every, and I just say, you, you know, when you need it, you yeah. know, like, you know, I, I never say that it has to be on a timeline because that's not how energy or life works. Yeah. Um, there is no time when you're dealing with this. So you'll know when you need the assistance again, you know, when you need a clearing and, and so it could be six months from now, it could be six years from now. I don't know, Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but you know, definitely when you're first getting started, if you do crunch in a certain amount of sessions, like, let's say like your, your, your dog, you know, we probably need to do another session on her, um, just because there was so much built up energy that needed to be cracked and then released. Yeah. So with some people, you know, I definitely suggest getting a lot done at, at first, that way the energy starts moving better. But then after that, it could be a while before she needs her next session. Okay. So yeah, that was going to be my next question. How often would dogs need it? And how, how as a, a pet owner, how could I tell that, okay, it, we're getting close to maybe something needs to be cleared? Yeah. I mean, so that's another thing with energy too. It's like peeling an onion, you know, you get mm -hmm. one layer, you, one layer off and then it, you know, another issue presents itself. And so, you know, if you see that that new energy has a hard time clearing on its own, then that's probably time for another Reiki session. Okay. And that's the same with humans too. You know, when I clear something off the top, then another uh, issue comes up to the surface. That's typically when someone's like, okay, I can't deal with this on my own. I've tried to handle it on my own and clear it on my own, but I, this is when I need assistance. Okay. Interesting. This, this whole realm, it's, <laughs> it's so fascinating to me and I don't, 
I don't know how to, do, to explain it, but I definitely do feel like it works. I mean, if you yeah. had seen my dogs before I had Reiki and before we tried with them, like, and versus now it's completely different. I mean, that's great. Yeah. Even, even if it was just me getting the Reiki, I think it would, there would still have been improvements having them go through it though. I think was kind of that it tipped it over the edge of creating the success that we're having right now. Uh, Yeah. And that's amazing, you know, and, and that's the thing too. Um, a lot of this, you do have to be somewhat gifted first in order to have the vision to do Reiki. You know, that's what I mean. It it does take a special person to actually perform Reiki. Um, It's just kind of like when I was getting my master's in counseling, I would tell my, you know, supervisor, I'd be like, yeah, I see a cord going from my client to me. And he's like, no, (laughs) and I'm like, wait a minute, I see it. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And so, you know, it does take a certain person to do energy work, but Mm -hmm. it it can be done. Um, It is real. It is energy. And, um, as long as you, you know, I am trained in, like I said, in UC Reiki, which we do use certain symbols that are tried and true. And so I trust those methods. And so, you know, if it wasn't for that additional training, I would probably be a little lost too. And so training is important and in finding a, you know, solid Reiki practitioner is very important too. You just definitely don't want to just get someone off the streets to do Reiki. (laughs) How do you find a solid Reiki practitioner? Well, that's very, yeah, that's a question because, um, well, I think it's intuition based. I think you just know who can help you. And, um, that's what a lot of people tell me, even when they're getting readings, they're, they're like, you know, there's all these, these people out there, but I felt something towards you. And so that's that client's intuition speaking to them saying, you know what, she matches some kind of energetic level uh, for me that I feel like she could help me with. And so I'm going to reach out to her. So it is very just intuition. And that's just where at the end of the day, you really have to trust. Um, You have to trust people who come into your life. Yeah. And so, so yeah, that's, you know, finding a, the, the best Reiki practitioner for you is going to be a different experience for everyone. Are there certain things that people can look out for? I mean, like if you're Googling Reiki practitioners. Yeah, I would definitely a Reiki practitioner. You want to find someone who does have that clairvoyant factor to them. Um, you know, if, if you've got someone who, is just doing Reiki and maybe doesn't do any kind of other psychic readings on the side, I would be a little iffy to that (laughs) because like I said, you do have to have that additional factor to it. Um, but you know, I really just think it's, it's really based off of how you feel towards that person. If your heart says this is the right one for me, then that's the right one for you. Okay. Interesting. (laughs) this stuff is so much fun um so I know that you had when we were talking about this last night you had talked about how dogs are kind of like what was it 
crystal quartz? clear quartz clear quartz yeah clear quartz mm-hmm. yeah so, so you know it's that un, it's that unconditional love factor okay. you know a clear quartz a clear quartz um wants to heal you yeah <laughs> and so a dog also wants to heal you and so that's yeah. how they're the same with clear quartz and a clear quartz too will take um energy from someone and hold it you know it'll take it away from them and dogs want to do that too they want to take the pain away from you and they hold it. And so that's why it's very important to clear their energy also. Okay. Um, for people who are open to crystals and stone work, um, what, what recommendations do you have for them for um, maybe themselves or for dogs? Because I know you guys have talked to me about um, like, amethyst or yeah right amethyst is a great stone to begin with it's a great beginner stone just because it's so calming it's just a very calming stone it helps with your third eye and your crown chakra and so it just really um helps you become more open-minded you know um (laughs) but it's just a very sedating stone tune it just helps calm the energy and it's a it's a powerful stone And so, you know, it's one of those stones that you start with because it can make the most difference in your environment and in yourself. Um, And plus it's calming, you know, you don't want to get a stone that's going to jazz everybody up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so, you know, amethysts are really great stones to start with. The clear quartz is another great stone to have. Um, Black tourmalines are really, you know, solid stone to have um, to to ground the energy and, and for protection. So those are really good ones to start with. But then as your energy becomes more advanced, you can get more advanced stones and start playing around with them too. Okay. How do the stones work? I, I guess I've never asked. I'm, I'm, well, sure. you just, um, so like the amethyst, like mm-hmm. it's a great the dating stone. It helps with your third eye and crown shot. So I always suggest people have it on their nightstand you know, because that's where your head is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then even a clear quartz, um, that helps heart centered issues. I mean, of course it helps everything. And so I always suggest people wear a necklace, you know, that way it's on your actual chest. Um, but then, you know, if you've got root or sacral issues, I tell people to put those kinds of stones in their pockets. Um, that way it's close to those light centers and can help heal. So like with, you, you know, your dog in particular, she had that navel issue. It would be so much fun to make it like a, maybe a little belly charm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But if a dog had, like if a dog had, um, you know, if they barked a lot, if they were trying to talk a lot, I would suggest getting a collar that had a particular stone on that to help ground that energy to, um, to get that a little bit more under control. Or, you know, um, uh, even the, the chest, the chest things that dogs wear, you could, you know, if, if they're having some heart, you know, issues, you could place some stones and pockets in that. And so it just really depends on that. Like I said, everyone's so different. There's going to be a different reason to use a different stone in a different place for everyone and every pet. So it really just kind of comes down to customization and what works best and for what situation you're trying to handle. Okay. This is so cool. Thank you so much for explaining Reiki and plant medicine and even stones. That was a little... Yeah. Fun addition. I know we hadn't yes. really talked about that. Yeah. Um, sounds fun. I mean, you've seen the crystal shop, so yeah. <laughs> we have a lot. Yeah. It's so much fun in there. 
yeah. So where can people reach you if they are interested in learning more about Reiki and stone, all of that? Yeah. So I have a website. It's www.skyvisions.guru, G-U-R-U, not .com. (laughs) (laughs) So skyvisions.guru. And, um, you know, that's another thing too, with Reiki, a lot of people think you have to come in and get it done. I actually can perform remote Reiki where I basically tap into the quantum field that we're all in and I can do healing like that too. And so, um, so I do remote Reiki, I do in-person Reiki. And so, yeah, you basically can just contact me from my website and we get something, you know, scheduled and, and we get the thing done. That is awesome. I d- remote Reiki is something for another day for me because I don't, yeah. <laughs> I can't wrap my head around that right now. <laughs> it, it, it's definitely a different experience, but it, it's still just as powerful as in-person yeah. Reiki. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much, Sarah. Yes, thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Animal Rescue Podcast. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe and tell your friends. Thank you.